I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sound engineer, mm-hmm. <laughs> our friend John, who wrote our theme song. Yeah. Every now and then, we'll just be like, "Listen to this terrible mashup," and mm. I'll be like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> uh, pass. <laughs> if he's ever like, "This one is good," I'm like, "Okay, I'll listen to it." But every now and then, he's like, "It's he's like, like one like, of those bad. things where somebody is like, this smells really bad. Smell it." And I'm like, "No, no, oh, I'm not doing that." Why would I do that? You just told me it's bad. No, thank you. I some I like some of them some of them are just clearly like not very well thought out and they're just like oh I just it's just cut 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 like back and forth yeah. they're like you gotta integrate yeah. if they don't integrate then why are you making a mashup yeah but it also makes you realize how much how similar like oh, all every music song is. really is and no one has had an original thought in a really long time it's true and that's fine my favorite one ever is I've played it for you before I think is uh, somebody took Miley Cyrus's Wrecking Ball yeah and just added like the banjo from mumford and son's little lion man oh weird so there's no like mumford and son's lyrics or anything it's just i I mean i do love wrecking ball yeah and (laughs) with banjo it's even better interesting (laughs) because i love that song but then i'm like oh shit it did need banjo you were right (laughs) and it's just it's way better so we used to cover wrecking ball i remember it was fun i have a video of it somewhere oh no there were several times where we were like, we should play that. And then I would be like, I don't remember how that goes at all. <laughs> just gonna play this one note. Yeah. No one's listening to you anyway. Just unplug you like Sid Vicious. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. <laughs> like when your little brother wants to play a video game with you and you just hand him the yeah. controller not plugged in. Yeah. That's me playing music. Yeah. Bass just... players are just there to like interact with the crowd and look goofy and like yeah. pretend like they're doing stuff. Right. Yeah. I never really tried. No. Oh, Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Just there to look imposing. You don't have to. Yeah. Hi, I'm here to be six feet tall. Hold this guitar. <laughs> How are y'all doing? It's a lot of work, okay? Yeah, I know. Got a big skeleton. Known several bass players in my life. <laughs> Gotta Just, carry it around. That's what they do. Bases are big as well. That's true. Anyway. How you feeling? We made it. We did make we it. survived. Yeah. Spring has sprung. Spring is here. I think... I'm going to regret saying this. Yeah. But considering the movie that we're covering, yeah. you have free reign to talk about baseball. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I won't roll my eyes. <laughs> I'm setting a timer, though. Thank you. Well, there's the season just started two days ago. There's nothing to talk about yet. Well, but you could so. talk about, like, why the fuck do you care about baseball so much, Meat um, Wedge? What is so appealing besides the butts? <laughs> oh, it's just butts. <laughs> 
It's hundred percent butts. <laughs> That's it. Butts no. with legs. <laughs> well, I've been watching baseball since I was a baby. Uh-huh. Because I was born right in the middle of the summer, so right in the middle of the season and in Los Angeles, and my parents took me to a Dodgers game when I was weeks old. Well. Oh. Um What if you got hit with a baseball? <laughs> <laughs> Do you think they would have felt bad? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, you're real squishy when you're a baby. Though, yeah, that's so fine. Bounce back. Yeah, your bones aren't even like connected yet. Nah. It's just loose in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I've just been watching baseball and you know, I remember like being a kid and having to like take a nap so that I could stay up late enough to watch, you know, like, go to a game. Oh. Because they start at seven, and they're three hours long. And <laughs> Yes. They're so long. So. And now, I mean, there's just something about baseball. It's very, it seems so boring, but when you, like, really look at it, it's very chaotic. There's different rules for each, like, league, which is bizarre. Yeah. I like chaos. That sounds interesting. Yeah. And it's 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 really passive. It's nice because you can watch it, but also do something else. Like, yeah. if you're watching hockey or basketball, I feel like you have to watch yeah, the whole time. You can see what's stuff happening. Stuff happens. But with baseball, you can be doing other things at the same <laughs> yeah. time. I love to cross stitch and watch baseball, which yeah. is very old lady like yeah. things to do. But um, and it, I think really too, you get like <laughs> connected to these people. Yeah. Because you're like, well, I there are 163 games in a season. That's so many. They're three hours long. Oh, God. Not much is happening. So the announcers tend to be like, well, this guy grew up and blah 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 blah, and he's so you oh. learn so much about these people, it's like a and you're just like soap opera. They're my friends. When I found out that they're my friends, when I found out that the NFL only plays sixteen games in a season, yeah, I was like, how do you get attached to a team at all? How yeah. do you know any of these? Those people? games are very long as well. It's true, but there are only sixteen of them. Yeah, I'm like, I spend <laughs> three hours a day. Six days a week. God. Six months out of the year with these dudes. I know a lot about them. That's so much. So. Yeah. And then uh, butts. Yeah, and also butts. They're just real good. Can't the players just get traded, like, in Mid-season. the middle of the season? Oh, yeah. That's wild to me. Especially because... I hate that. They do play so much. Yeah. That it's not like... Like, an NFL player, 16 games, you know, like... I think a lot of them don't even live in the city that they play for, you know, because right. they don't really need to. Right. But I'm sure with baseball, if you switch teams, you just have to fucking move. Yeah. A lot of dudes, like, uh, I mean, as far as I know, unless he's moved, a lot of dudes have, like, a house where they live while the season is happening, but then, like, Joey Votto of the Cincinnati Reds, who's been their first baseman for forever, and he's yeah. got, like, a billion-year contract with them. He's Canadian, and he lives in Canada in the off season. Oh. That's like, but you... You know that you're so you, going to play for the Reds for forever. So, like, why would you know? And you live in Canada during the off season. Yeah. So, when it's the when coldest. It's cold. I know, but he's from there. So, he's like, this is where I live. Yeah. But I don't know. Some people just, you know, they're like, this is where. I, I don't know why you wouldn't just live in the city that you play for. Yeah. But. Unless it's Cincinnati. Yeah, or Toronto. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to live in Cincinnati? Am Ooh. I right? Ooh. Gross. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I like that you, yeah, I feel like most players of other sports all kind of have the same body type, and in baseball you can you can be fat if yeah. you hit really well, or yeah. if you throw really well. You don't you know? really have to be, like, super athletic. Yeah. Yeah. Or you can be tiny or yeah. tall. Or... or Michael Jordan. Or Michael Jordan. You can try it. <laughs> See how it goes. <laughs> Not well. Yeah. I love it. I'm very excited for this season. Is it going to be though... a good season? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm real cranky. The Dodgers just, uh... <laughs> 
just acquired this dude for three years who's a real dick. Yeah. Just as a person. Yeah. He's, like, good at pitching, but, like... <laughs> I wish the audience could see <laughs> you hurt yourself rolling your eyes because that was really intense. <laughs> it's just so many people are like, yeah, but, you know, he's good. And hopefully it's like, who fucking... He's a racist and a bully. Uh, yeah. And he bullies people on the internet. Cool. Like, he fucking sucks. How does he have time? He's so full of himself. Because he, like, he's like, I could pitch a inning with one eye closed. And he tried doing that in spring training and hit a dude. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, because you got an eye closed. <laughs> fucking hate official stance of at least this half of Replay Rewind is fuck Trevor Bauer. And if you're listening to this, you can come to my house and fight me. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm just going to agree with whatever you say. So it can be the official stance of the whole podcast because, great. I don't know. All he sounds homies. like a dick. Fuck him. I hate Trevor Bauer. <laughs> I remember when we went with some friends to a baseball game several years ago, Mm -hmm. and I was like, all right, gonna have fun. (laughs) (laughs) And it was, it was fine. Yeah. The beer was like $8. Right. For one. Yeah. Beer. It's ridiculous. That's, Um, I mean. And I, on principle, (laughs) hate cring participation right it's a lot of that it's so much because there's, there's there's a lot of downtime <laughs> so they gotta do lots of like chanting and clapping yeah. and blah 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 and i'm yeah. just like i hate when somebody tells me when to clap right or when to cheer yeah don't tell me what to <laughs> chant i'm a rebel i'll decide <laughs> i'm an individual i will not be a cog in your baseball wheel <laughs> incredibly slow moving baseball machine <sighs> yeah um, but yeah, I mean, we had a good time. Yeah. But people are always like, yeah, I mean, you know, like, baseball is kind of boring to watch, but like, if you are there, it's more fun. And I'm like, is it? I, that's what everyone says. They're like, I like watching it in person, but not on TV. I'm just like, I mean, it feels the same, except there's not a line for the bathroom and I'm not getting sunburnt. That's true. So. Your dogs are very loud. My dogs are very loud currently. Well, why have you given me this gift, Bucket Snake? Well, I'm getting to ramble about baseball for ooh, longer than probably anyone was interested in. <laughs> Everyone has tuned out and no one is ever going to listen to our podcast again. Nah. <laughs> probably not. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to so, have time to record the podcast because you're just going to be watching baseball. I don't either. Watch baseball all the time, yeah. So we'll see we're you guys in November. <laughs> a TV in the pod cave so you can like watch it while we're recording. Just like, uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Dogs. <laughs> yeah. No. Super. What? <laughs> Luckily, nothing happens in baseball, so we have time. We're fine. All the games uh, are at night because my team's on the West Coast, so it's all, all good. True. Yeah. Anyway, Meat Wedge. Yeah. It's me, Bucket Snake. Hey. Here with Replay Rewind, the yep. podcast about kids' movies. Yeah. Where we talk about kids' movies. Yes. <laughs> Trying to remember what we can about them, and then we go watch it, and then we make fun of ourselves for being wrong, mm-hmm. talk you through the plot, mm-hmm. give you some trivia very fun yeah this week we are talking about angels in the outfield yeah obviously unsurprisingly one of my favorite movies of all time what I mean, is it's... wait there's one other baseball movie oh a kid in king arthur's court is he's playing baseball when he like gets sent to camelot oh yeah i don't think i ever saw one. yeah that's not what we're talking about though no <laughs> it's the only other baseball movie i can't think of any other sandlot is that technically a baseball movie i guess yeah they're 
but yeah, yeah. <laughs> playing I mean, baseball. I just it's think a... of it as like a kid's growing up. Yeah, movie, but I mean, but, it's yeah. very baseball centric. They make fun of him for not knowing who Babe Ruth is, and they lose a baseball, which is yeah, because of part of the, the dog thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, but this movie, not what we're talking about. This movie is about professional baseball, right? Back when is it? Walt Disney owned the Anaheim Angels. Oh, true. When the Angels were in Anaheim, where are they at now? Technically, still Anaheim, but. Did Anaheim move? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> they just moved the city. <laughs> no, um, a couple years back, for the longest time, it was you had the Los Angeles Dodgers and then you had the Anaheim Angels. And then a couple years ago, they changed it to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, which is like, why? So oh. they're, they consider themselves a Los Angeles team. Weird. I but they're still in Anaheim. Forgot that Anaheim was a city. Yes, yeah, where Disneyland is. Yeah, and I feel like I used to hear about it more. Isn't that where the Mighty Ducks... Yeah, so Disney also used to own the Mighty Ducks, because they are also in Anaheim. Yeah. Disney just owns Anaheim, the city, basically. True. Okay. Fun. But yeah, so now you got the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, and the Los Angeles Dodgers of Los Angeles. It's not really what they're called, but it's just funnier that way. Yeah. Okay. Well, this movie is starring... Is it Baby Joseph Gordon-Levitt? It is. Okay. There are so many good people in this movie. Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is in it. He's the main character, right? Yes. Yeah. I don't remember what his name is. Max. No. <laughs> Louis. <laughs> Maximum Lewis. <laughs> what is his name? Jake. Huh. He plays a little boy in foster care. He lives with another little boy named JP. Cute. His name is PJ. <laughs> yeah, PJ and JP. Huh. I can't remember. Um. Wait, let me try and remember. Okay. Because you've probably seen it. Oh, recently sure. Yeah, I can I tell have. you. Uh, I remember. I didn't remember the foster care thing. I just remember, does he, he can, he can see angels. Did he like almost die or something? No. Okay. But there is a reason why he can see angels? Yes. I don't remember it. Okay. Head injury? <laughs> he went to the library in a rainstorm and he fell? Yes. Okay. Is Christopher Lloyd in this movie? He is. Weird. Yes. Because I just realized that when I made the Page Master joke. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same movie. We're just doing the Page Master again. Just kidding, you The Page Master, not for nerds. <laughs> Jock edition. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, he sees angels, and he can, like, do shit that he shouldn't be able to do, so he starts playing, like, professional baseball, even though he's, like, ten. Is this what happens? No. <laughs> okay. Well, that's what happens in my head. Okay. And they win. Yes. <laughs> yep. That's all I got. Okay, so... None of that. The angels, angels are right. <laughs> so I was right about Christopher Lloyd, <clears throat> Joseph Gordon yes. Levitt, yes, and angels yeah. and baseball. And baseball. Don't discount that. He is in foster care, and his dad comes to visit him, and he asks him, "Hey, when are we going to be a family again?" And oh. his dad says, "I don't know when the angels win the pennant, which is never going to happen because the angels are bad at baseball." All right, very Disney. So his dad's like. <laughs> Just offhandedly, you know, like, oh, when the when the angels win the pennant, then yeah. we could be a family again. So he wishes on, like, a shooting star, uh, or he prays to God. Oh, on a birthday cake. To help. <laughs> I think he just prays. I think it's just the end of the night. Because, yeah, his foster mom is like, did you say your prayers? Ah. And so he does, and he says, you know, my dad says we can be a family if the angels win the pennant, so can you help them win? Yeah. And he says, amen, and uh, all woman, too. Which is really cute. <laughs> well, that's progressive. I know. But, um, <clears throat> so then he's at an Angels game and 
Christopher Lloyd shows up and is like, what up? I'm an angel. You prayed for us and here we are. Now there are angels playing with the players and only ah. Joseph Gordon-Levitt can see them. So he starts talking to the manager of the angels, Danny Glover. Right. And he's like, hey, there's angels out there. I think there's an angel like massaging your relief pitcher's shoulders. You should put him in because he's going to do a really good job. And he's like, no, he's he's been fucking up all day whatever i don't remember which yeah. player it is but he's like he's been fucking up all day he's like i really think no so what is wrong with this child he's gonna he says he's gonna hit a home run that's what it is some player he's like oh, he's, okay. been, he's been striking out all day he's like yeah but this time i think he's got an angel over there he's you know helping him out and he's like all right so he, i mean baseball is a very superstitious sport i feel incredibly oh yes like even if a weird kid walked up to the coach and was like, I think you should put this guy in. Yeah. The coach would probably be like, well, that doesn't make any sense, but um, okay, maybe. I mean, he literally does. He's like, all right, I mean, yeah. whatever. What what do I have to lose? So I've had the same he... socks on for six months. Yeah. <laughs> May as well try it. He has this guy hit, and he, like, hits a home run, and they're like, what the fuck? This kid might be onto something. And so they just see him as, like, a good luck charm, but he's like, no, there are angels out there helping this team. Yeah. Um, And that's just that. It's just them. And they call CPS. Baseball antics. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the angels win. Is there a lot of slapstick? Are there hijinks? Yeah. Hijinks ensue. Hell yeah. I yeah. love a hijinks. A hijink? Just a single hijink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of good people in it. Matthew McConaughey's in it. Oh. Uh, Tony Danza is in it. Of course. Tony Danza used to As... be in, like, every sports movie. Yeah. Because like... he was in um, the movie where he plays a kicker. Remember that? Kind of. He was a garbage man? No. He was a garbage man. Okay. And whatever city he lived in, the football team wasn't doing well, and they did open... uh, Oh, like tryouts? Tryouts. I almost said auditions. They did open auditions. (laughs) Sports auditions. Right. And he tries out to be their kicker and gets in, and he's like a nobody. Right. And then they like win or whatever. Hmm. But I don't remember what that movie's called. I'm sure someone out there does. Yeah. But the reason he got to be a good kicker was because he kept kicking the like trash tra- into the... the the trash closed, <laughs> like the lever. So I just remember him like perfectly kicking anyway. Right. That's yeah. funny. Yeah. He's in this one. He's like a washed up kind of pitcher. Yeah. Named Mel Clark. Because there's a point where um, the smaller child, JP, walks past him and sees him and he's like, oh, you used to be Mel Clark. And he's like, yeah. I used to be. And oh. it's like, oh! Oh. Because, you know, That's the very, kid, like, um, overheard something like, Mel Clark used to be blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's very um, uh, eastbound and down. Yeah. Did you ever watch that? No. <laughs> Do you know the premise of it? Sort of. You might like it or you might hate it because, uh, particularly, like, what's his face? Yeah, I can never remember his name. Kenny. Well, Kenny Powers, Powers is the yeah. character name. Danny something. Whatever. McBride. But Danny McBride. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't hate him. But yeah, he plays a washed up baseball player that has to move back to his hometown and he's like waiting in line at the bank and there's somebody in line behind him on the phone and he's like, You'll never believe who's in front of me in line. It's Kenny fucking Powers. <laughs> no, it looks like a mashed up bag of assholes. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite. I don't even really like that show, but That's very funny. Yeah. But that's very reminiscent. Yeah. Yeah, he's in it. Uh, Adrian Brody's in it. And oh. he's like... That man... Is, 18? Does not exude athleticism no, to me. No, he's a little bit... But again, baseball bodies are just like, whatever you want. He's That's true. Yeah, so it's just fun. Danny Glover is struggling as the manager because he just transferred from Cincinnati. And so he's trying to like... Everybody's like, fuck you, you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. 
because so, baseball is different of, in Ohio. Yeah, how there's dare. a lot of lines that kind of resonate in my brain. Like that one, he takes out a dude named Mitchell and puts in this guy Hemmerling, Danny Hemmerling, who I believe is played by Adrian Brody, and this yeah. guy's just like heckling him from the stands. He's like, Hemmerling for Mitchell, go back to Cincinnati. That I just hear that all the time. Okay, in my brain. Sure, I just fucking love this movie. I'm very I mean, I'm glad. It. I'm glad that you're excited. To it's got all my it. things: Disney, baseball, Los Angeles, Adrian Brody, <laughs> like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. We all love him. I love all the things. So yeah. it's, and it's a very cute story about like family. You know, your family doesn't have to be related to you. It can yeah. be the people that you adopt, adopt, or... play sports with. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Sounds fun. Yes. Glad to do something fun. Me too. If this movie is sad at any point, I'm quitting. <laughs> <laughs> cannot handle it yeah i mean there there are you know heart orphans moments in it so (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of rough yeah but there are certainly heartfelt moments i don't care about kids though so it's fine (laughs) 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 just kidding if you're a kid listening to this stop don't (laughs) we've told you before (laughs) turn it off (laughs) get out of here go watch cartoons go watch angels in the outfield yeah. Which is what we're going to do. Woo! We'll Bye, see everyone. you back here in a minute. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Well, that was a fucking wholesome movie. It is. It's so wonderful. It yeah. makes me so happy. It's uh, less boring than I... Than you anticipated. Yeah. I'm glad that you said that it's wholesome because I I do know that a lot of the enjoyment for it for me is just baseball. Oh, yeah. And so I find it difficult to be like, is this a good movie or is it just... Or is it just baseball? I love baseball. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I'm it's... i glad that you I mean, liked it. I... Good is a relative term. Sure, but enjoyable. But, but it is wholesome. And definitely wholesome. Whether you like it or not. Yeah, you can't argue that it's ho- not wholesome. Unless you're Roger Ebert. <sighs> <laughs> Ooh, Ebert! Ooh! <laughs> I'm gonna get... Oh, wait, he's already done. Shake my fist at his grave. Where's he buried? <laughs> Point me at him. Alright, the IMDb summary is... When a boy prays for a chance to have a family, if the California Angels win the pennant, Angels are assigned to make that possible. Which, I don't know. Assigned assigned. implies that there's, like, a scene where someone's being like, all right, you get down there and 
Yeah. That's weird. Somebody called the sports angels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We got sports angels. We got scary angels. We got ginger angels. We got baby angels. We got posh angels. We got angels. Get what it? What kind you need? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spice angels. It took me a second. <laughs> but I got it. It was funny. All right. Tell me about this movie. Yeah. So it opens with these two kids riding on their bikes through what appears to be, oh, Southern California. Yeah. Everything is uh, run down. Lots mm-hmm. of construction. Yeah. And or abandonment. Yeah. It, it looks kind of sad, but they're yeah. cute and their conversation is super cute. So we learn that their names are Roger and JP. Mm-hmm. And they're talking about their dead parents, which is really the way to kick off any children's movie, I think. Just the opening lines being like, hey, hey Disney movie. Hey, where are your parents? That's true. They're dead. Cool. Mine too. <laughs> we have to establish that it's a Disney movie by yeah. first explaining that parents are dead. And the music in this part is very joyful too. Yeah. But they're riding their bikes being like, oh yeah, my mom's dead. Yeah. Oh yeah, mine too. <laughs> Maybe I'll see my dad again one day. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. But so JP, who is the younger of the two, asks Roger if he believes in heaven. And he says, I don't know. They say that's where my mom is. Ah. And JP's like, well, maybe that's where my dad is. Huh. So right away we've established dead parents. Right. And then JP says, maybe. Or JP's dad just left. And he's like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's where he is because I have no idea where he is. Yeah, I have no idea what Fair. heaven is. <laughs> and JP says, well, maybe my dad and your mom are best friends. Oh, in that's heaven so sweet. Because you're my best friend down here. Oh. That's very cute. And then we learn that Roger and JP live in a foster home because JP says... Why is it called a foster home? Why is it called a foster home? Yeah. And Roger, I like his logic. You know, yeah. he's just like, he's, what, 10? Yeah. And he's just like, well, maybe the first people who brought other people's kids into their house were named Foster. Yeah. This is a good enough reason for me. Makes sense. I mean, I don't know the answer, so. <laughs> Sounds right. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, yeah, right away. Here, we've established their parents are dead. They live in a foster home mm-hmm. together. Right. And their foster mom's name is Maggie. And they're pulling up on their little bikes and conveniently a man is carrying a boombox down the street yes and we hear an announcer talk about how much the angels baseball team sucks yes yeah they are terrible says the radio yep all right that's fair so they get home maggie says y'all are late roger there's somebody waiting for you in the living room Roger's roger's excited so stoked that he doesn't even put his bike away. Drops it. Well, I think she anticipates that because she's like, JP, put your bike away. Yeah. She just takes his. She's yeah. like, you know, go. So he runs in. It's his dad. The most stereotypical shitty dad that they oh, could come yeah. up with. Absolutely. He's wearing just a leather jacket. The archetype. He's smoking. Mm-hmm. His hair is too long. Mm-hmm. He has a goatee. Yeah. Wow. That's rough. This man may as well be Jafar from Aladdin. <laughs> He has all the evil stereotypes. Yes. <laughs> he does. So he says, the angels suck. Everybody just dunks on the angels right? for the first, like, yeah. ten minutes of this his, movie. His, he's like, oh, hey, Roger, how's it going? You still like the angels? Well, they're terrible. Yeah. But and he, also, I'm leaving. Yeah. He's just such an asshole. He's, yeah, he's the worst. It's, it's a very awkward exchange because Roger's super excited to see him, but also you can tell that their relationship is super strained. Yeah. And then, yeah, his dad is like... Oh, you still like the angels? Well, you're stupid. Well, it's, well he, basically, he's like, it's a family trait. We always love losers. Oh, or whatever. yeah. And he's like, anyway, I know I said that the next time I saw you, it would be to come get you and take you to live with me, mm-hmm. but it's not working out that way. I'm moving up north. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I signed some paperwork to say that you're not my kid anymore, basically, you know, legally. Yeah. Uh, sorry, bye. Yeah. And he just leaves. Yeah. And as he's leaving, Roger is like, wait, when do you think we could ever be a family again? Mm-hmm. And <laughs> he says, from where I'm sitting. And he looks at the stadium. Yeah. <laughs> when the angels win the pennant. Yeah. Vroom, so vroom, vroom. He means... Never. Never. Yeah. Because... The angels are so terrible, and it's just, like, this offhanded, which, man, way to further dunk on your kid. Right. Hey, we're never going to be a family again. Also, did I mention that your baseball team sucks? Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so either you give him false hope, which he did not intend to, to do. Yeah. Or your parting shot is, <laughs> we'll be a family again when your shitty baseball team gets it together. That Which is the one that he meant. Which, which is, is never shitty. Yeah. yeah. Fuck this dude. Get a new dad, Roger. Yeah. Roger. Just go to the dad store and buy one. It's fine. <laughs> so he rides away on his motorcycle. And then the next thing we see is Roger and JP are at a baseball game in a tree. Yeah. It's very uh, cute. Roger has binoculars. JP has a little radio. So mm-hmm. they're like listening and watching the best they can and yelling from their tree at the game. Which right. I mean, you got. That's part of it. You got to, yeah. you know. There's nothing else to do. Even if they're so far away. <laughs> They literally can't hear you. Yeah. And this is when we meet the angels. Who are terrible. Who are bad. So uh, everyone was right to dunk on them. Yeah, to no surprise. We have heard. Yes. So, I mean, we're just, yeah, we're watching them play baseball. They're doing a terrible job. They can't hit. Two of the outfielders just run smack dab into each other. One of them being Matthew McConaughey, which yes. is just very funny. I know, he's so cute. But <laughs> he is like. A baby. You barely see him. I don't think you even see him a lot in this movie, but he doesn't talk very much. Yeah. Hardly at all. Anyway. Um, So, yeah, they're just displaying their terrible, terrible baseball skills. Mm -hmm. Lack Lack of. of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So then we meet the manager, George Knox, who comes out on the first. He kicks a bunch of shit over because he's mad. He comes out onto the field to talk to the pitcher Mm -hmm. to take him out of the game. Mm -hmm. As is. As this is happening, we're getting the voiceover from Ranch Wilder, Ugh. the commentator. The shitty Dorito chip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does sound like Nacho Cheesier. Ranch Wilder. Yes, he sounds like a Dorito product. Oh, boy. But we learn from his commentary that George Knox typically has a really bad temper. Mm-hmm. So he's like, oh, we, we see this all the time or whatever. There he goes again. Yeah. So Knox goes out to relieve the pitcher. The pitcher gets mad and says, it's not my fault. It's your stupid outfield. And he's like, you're out. And then they start an actual physical fight on the field. Yeah. Bench clearing. The whole team. The whole team. itself. Yeah. The other team tries to jump in and they're like, this literally has nothing to do with us. Yeah. No reason to join. Yep. Uh, I just had a thought. Do we ever see that pitcher again? No. Gates? Yeah. No. Does he just quit? What happens to him? I wonder if he gets traded. Because, yeah, I was just remembering what he looked like, and I was like, oh, I don't think he's... a big mustache. We'd never see him again. Ever on screen again. Yeah. Which is weird. That is weird. They were like, we can't also fit in the reconciliatory arc between these two, so just get rid of him. Yeah, we already have one reconciliatory arc. No one's paying attention. Yeah, so many. Too many arcs. Too many arcs. So the elf throws Knox out. JP and Roger are like, no, I keep him in. And that's when they get caught being up in there's the tree. A, yeah, there's a security guard that like finally hears them yelling, I guess. Yeah. And he just says, you better have tickets for that tree. <laughs> yes. And they scurry off. They're like, oh, gotta go. Uh, yeah. And then they do all the 
post-game stuff, you know, classic angry locker room scene where he's yeah, like, you he better be here in. at 9am tomorrow. Mm-hmm. We're going to work on fundamentals. Right. A man who looks like he's 45 is like, fundamentals <laughs> in the middle of the season. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, we were establishing that the angels are very bad. They yeah. know it. Yeah. They can't get their shit together. They kind of argue with each other a lot. Like, yeah, they're, they're always yelling at each other. They get along yeah. in any capacity. Knox comes in and yells at all of them. Throws a chair at the rack of baseballs. It's a lot. Yeah. And we also established that Whit Bass is an idiot. <laughs> yeah. And then he talks to the... Is it he the commissioner? The guy in the big hat? He's the owner. Oh, the owner. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he talks to the owner and he's like, we need to trade everyone. And he's like, I can't do that. That's a stupid idea. Yeah. You can't trade the whole team in the middle of the season. He's right. like, well, I can't win with this team. Right. And then the UC... That he has a new media manager. Yep. Is that his title? Yeah. Media liaison? Yeah, David. Yeah, so he has to go talk to him. Mm-hmm. Which, the owner is dressed very well and wearing a giant cowboy hat. Yeah. David, the new guy, is dressed in, like, a really nice suit with a bow tie. Yeah. I just feel like everyone, like, on the periphery of this team is, like, very fancy, almost. Yeah. And I'm just like, but the team is doing poorly. It's true. But I mean, you don't own a baseball team because they make you money. Oh. You own a baseball team because you have money. You're not yeah. like looking for it to be a source of income. Really? You're then just why? Like, Who makes money? I mean, you ideally you make money, oh, okay. but you're not like, this is the only thing that I have. Got. Right. It's just yeah. Like, yeah. It's That's just true. Like I have. You already had money. money right. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, so he goes down to the field, meets David, tells him he's going to fire him on Friday. Yeah. <laughs> they hired me on Monday. Well, then I can't technically fire you till Friday. Take a note. And he does. That's true. He's very good at his job. So he does his interview with Ranch Wilder. Yes. It doesn't go well. It does not go well because we sort of, you get the feeling that there's a lot of beef between them. They've oh, got yeah. personal beef. Oh, yeah. Why? Well, and you can tell because as they're speaking, their faces just keep getting closer and oh, closer. yeah, yeah, yeah. Until their their no noses longer... are almost touching. Yeah, they're no longer pointed at the camera. They're pointed directly at each other, just yeah. speaking to each other now, but cryptically about something. Uh-huh. You know, sometimes you're just in the wrong place at the wrong time, or whatever he says, being a jerk. Whatever the Dorito says. It gets very tense, and then Knox just decks him right in the face. Yeah, it's that's pretty funny. Because the satisfying. camera turns away, because they can kind of feel it coming, and then it like comes right back right as he gets, a, gets yeah, punched. Yeah, because he is... says, hey, I'm still on the air. Yeah. Knox says, oh yeah? Punches him. Yes. Feels good. Scene back to the foster home, to Maggie's house, Mm -hmm. where they're having dinner, uh, and it's like the three foster kids all together. So there's Miguel, Roger, and JP. Yes. Maggie is feeding them. Yeah. Maggie says that Miguel can't go to the baseball game tomorrow because he has like a court thing. Right. Miguel's like, I don't even like baseball anyway. He's because like, I don't the care. angels suck. The angels suck. It's like, we get it. We've heard it. We have heard. And he is very rude, and Roger tells him to shut up, and so he gets yelled at. Yeah, Roger's <laughs> the one who gets in trouble, even yeah. though Miguel's being antagonistic and also gross. Because she's oh. like, we have jello for dessert. And yeah. he's like, it's not really jello, it's cat brains with food coloring in it. Yeah. And Maggie's like, I never put food coloring in my cat brains. Yeah. That's she just silly. ruffles Miguel's hair, and it's like, ha ha ha. Yeah. But Roger gets in trouble for telling him to shut up. Not you don't fair. use that language. You can say cat brains, but you can't say shut up. What's the world coming to? I'm just saying they should both get in trouble. I know. So then it's bedtime. Mm-hmm. Roger's laying in bed. Mm-hmm. 
has taken his dad's words very literally. Yes. Prays in a creepy whisper <laughs> out loud. It's not cool. If he can't pray in his head, we wouldn't be able to hear it. You could do a voiceover. <laughs> That's a thing that yeah. people do. It's true. Because, you know, the other two kids are just like laying in their beds in the same room like what the fuck is he doing i mean they're all going through it it's not they're it's not like they're gonna be like <laughs> they're down there like roger's whispering again what's with this weirdo <laughs> like they all have a hard time so if they hear a kid up there being like hey god if there is a god they're not gonna be like hey shut the fuck up i'm sleeping <laughs> try to sleep yeah so roger's prayer is for a family yeah but then he says my dad says we can be a family if the angels win the pennant. So maybe you could help with that. Yeah. He just offers us that a suggestion. Yeah, you know, I was like, not... you know, if you have time. Yeah. So the next scene is we see George Knox in the owner's office. Getting chewed him, out, basically. Getting chewed out, yeah, exactly. And here's where we get the expose that Knox and Wilder played at the same time. And Knox blames Wilder for ruining his career because he slid into him with his spikes up. So he like... right. You know, whatever exactly happened. Messed but up his messed leg up his or something. Knee. Yeah. Yeah. Ruined his career. I was coming into my best years. And now uh, I got to manage the stupid team. Yeah. And the owner's like, look, quit starting fights with everybody. Yeah. Your pistol's smoking, George. Yeah. He says, <laughs> don't go making more cow pies to step in. You got enough manure on your boots already. <sighs> this man speaks only in metaphors. It's true. He can't, like, just say something outright. The next day. JP and Roger get to actually go to the game. They're not in a tree. Yeah, they have tickets. They're sitting on a bench. It's very exciting. They are all the way out in the outfield, but they're still legally allowed to be there. Right. They're not going to get get chased off. Yeah. Yelled at. And this is where we learn about Tony Danza's character. What's his name? Mel Clark. Mel Clark. Mm -hmm. This is where we learn that he was previously playing on Knox's old team, the Cincinnati Reds. Yes. Right. But now he's currently, he's on the injured list. He's not playing at all. He's like, you know, Clark says, when can I get off the injured list? Yeah. And Knox, and is, Knox like, is like, how about never? Never. Yeah. He's, he's like, like, you're you're under contract, so you have to be here, but I'm never going to play you again because exactly. you've done too many pain pills and you're washed up. Yeah. You threw too many pitches while you were on pain pills. You messed up your arm. You have nothing left. You're yeah. useless to me. Get out of my face. So he's basically saying, I guess I didn't catch that when I was watching it. But, like, he shouldn't have been pitching, but he was taking pain medication so that he wouldn't realize that he was hurting himself. Yeah. Okay. But then Mel Clark says, well, you're the one who gave them to me. Yeah. And he says, well, you didn't have to swallow or something yeah. rude like that. Yeah. And he's like, and I, so I traded you when you were not any good to me anymore. Yeah. I didn't expect to have to put up with you again. Right. Yeah. So now they ended up on the same team, but accidentally. So they got bad blood there. Knox just has beef with everybody. He just hates everybody. He's just mad. He's cranky. So then Whit Bass takes the mound. And he has being so weird. So much gum in his mouth. He does. I don't know how he breathes. It's like a whole thing of bubble tape. It makes me very uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Like he's gonna trust. There's three feet of gum <laughs> in this man's mouth. It is. And it's like bright pink and it's gross. Yeah. I, I can't look at it. I truly don't know how he breathes. I have dreams sometimes it's like a recurring theme that happens in my dream Mm -hmm. what whatever the dream is about changes but there's just like a thing that happens while other things are going on where my mouth is full of bubble gum and i can't get it out yeah and i can like feel it stuck to the back of my teeth and i can't breathe it looks like this this is what i picture it looking like where it's just like you can't even breathe around this much gum 
No. Yeah. The announcer says, we've seen some weird behavior from him this season already or something mm-hmm. and says that he has like licked the dirt and... yeah licked dirt eaten a bug and flossed his catcher's teeth in the dugout <laughs> <laughs> so he seems fun at parties yeah he'll do whatever it takes to win unfortunately none of it is working so the game i guess is close yeah at it's this point it's tied at zero so the angels so are very close bad but <laughs> defensively they're still okay yeah you know they've it's not like yeah. This other team has like zero. seven. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like they're that bad. They just can't manage a win. Right. Um But as we know, Roger made that prayer. Yeah. He sent in a request. He did. It's been filed. Yeah. Processed. Seems like they're gonna deliver. Sounds like it. So this guy on the Jays hits a ball really hard, really far. Not gonna be out of the park, but Yeah. But it's a pop fly. Hard to catch. Yeah. And so Matthew McConaughey is running after it, mm-hmm. but they're like, I don't think he's going to get to it in time. Right. And then Roger sees these like sparkly orbs coming out of the sky. Yeah. And then they turn into dudes in these like long white flowing robes. And these two dudes, angels, obviously, real yeah. angels, obviously, pick up Matthew McConaughey and carry him to the ball <laughs> yeah, and help him, him catch it and then just drop him on the field and yeah. high five. He jumps for like... 10 feet so long to catch this ball and everyone's like oh wow cool neat but everybody yeah. actually is pretty like they're like yeah oh, he shot it yeah good job what a catch and then roger's like did you see that there's a man in sparkly pajamas jamie's <laughs> <laughs> like what sparkly pajamas he's like it was a good play dude like i don't know what you're talking about so roger's freaking out because he saw these dudes pick up williams yeah and you know and nobody him. else saw and nobody it nobody else did yeah but then here comes Christopher Lloyd. Yeah! He's like, look, I already did the page master. I'm here. I'm ready. Here I am. Now really I'm playing good. baseball. I read some books. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> I read a book about baseball. I said, that sounds fun. So <laughs> he, he read, shows up. He read baseball in the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like, what if? Hmm. <laughs> Combine? Yeah. So he explains, yeah, these are angels. You asked for them and now they're here. Yeah. And, you know, they're going to help as much as they can. Yeah. Which is very nice of them. And he's like, nobody else can see me, so don't worry about it. Right, yeah, just just, uh, just enjoy the game, you know, and then sit back, relax. Yeah, and this man comes to sit back down <laughs> where Al is talking to Roger yeah. and sits inside him because he's, you know, a vapor, I guess. Sure. And the CGI team on this movie must have just been like, look what we can do! Look what we can do, check this the fuck out. It was very, like, um... In the Matrix, when Neo like jumps inside Agent Smith and then like comes back through, yeah, and like where it keeps switching back and forth between their facial features, that yeah. was this. Exactly, this was the in inspiration. Yes, for that, absolutely the precursor to that scene. Yeah. So now the catcher is at bat. Uh huh. Trisket Mesmer is his name. His real name, or the character's name? That's the character's name. Oh, yeah. The actor's name is Tony, but Trisket. <laughs> That's a big snack. It's, yeah. He's a big man. He's a big man. <laughs> uh, but Roger can see that there is an angel who mm-hmm. is going to help him. Yeah, it's holding on to the bat with him. And he helps him. He crushes this ball. His bat explodes. The baseball, too, explodes. The baseball also explodes. It's a home run. The angels have won. It's a home run in the ninth. Very exciting. Ding. The angels win for the first time in who knows how long. Like 12 games or something. 
to the point where George Knox is like, cannot believe it. He's just like, we uh, we won. <laughs> All right. That must have been an accident. Exactly. So they have a raffle going on. Yes. And it says three, I think three kids. It specifies kids. How do they know which? I don't know. I guess if you got down there and you were like me, they'd be like, you're a whole adult. <laughs> yeah. So then they would pick somebody else. But yeah, they announced them over the. Yeah, because it's supposed to be random unless they have like kids tickets for oh, sale. Oh, that, that would make sense. Separate than like adult seats. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe it's just three fans. Yeah. But anyway, the raffle is basically like, if we call the number on your ticket, come down here. You can take a picture with George Knox. Mm-hmm. JP realizes, though, that his number matches the raffle, and he's won, Mm -hmm. but he hates strangers, so he lets Roger have it. He doesn't want to do it. He makes him. He's like, you do it. I don't want to do it. Yeah. So Roger goes down there, and while they're down there, Roger explains to him, yeah, everybody's like, why do you look so glum? This looks like a prison photo. Yeah. You should smile. The team just won, and Knox says, well, that was a mistake. Right. And Roger says, no. This team can't win. Yeah. Roger says, no, there were angels on the field yeah so roger starts telling him yeah angels came down and they helped knox does not believe him he thinks he's crazy yeah he says psycho kids don't they scream these people (laughs) but roger says ask williams ask mesmer you know ask those players that the like super crazy things happened to that helped them win this game and they'll tell you that something is different and then we cut to roger's at home and he's like hey maggie do you believe in angels and she's like yeah i guess so yeah, there's stuff that happens that I can't explain, so yeah. why not? Yeah. She's very and sweet about it. He, she is, and he goes to bed, like, feeling good. Yeah. yeah I think reassured, too, that he's not going Losing crazy. Losing it, yeah. yeah. So, back at the clubhouse, Knox and Williams are reviewing the tape of the game, and Williams basically confirms what Roger has said, that it, like, felt like he was being carried, like two people had picked him up and drug him through the air. Yeah, even he, he's like, how did I do that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah Mesmer says the same thing. He mm-hmm. says he felt like somebody was holding the bat and helping him swing, but he says it's probably that third chili dog he had because it tasted weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this kind of convinces Knox enough that he wants to go visit Roger at home to talk to him, which he just shows up at the door holding an envelope and is like, I need to talk to Roger. I don't know. It just feels a little creepy. Yeah. How did he get his address? I don't know. Especially because this is a temporary foster home. You know, it's not like... Yeah. He probably hasn't been there that long. I mean, not that he has... He's not in the white pages anyway, but... Right. Yeah, how did he know where he... I guess... No, I guess he would have given them his address when he got the photo taken. Oh, they, so they could mail have it. Been instant. Yeah, yeah, so he could mail it, and then That's he just true. brought it over. Yeah, so he... Well, he's waiting for Roger to get home. He's talking to Maggie, and Maggie explains to him that this is a foster home and Roger doesn't have any parents. Mm-hmm. And Knox is kind of like... Okay, well, does he have a big imagination? Yeah, he's always making stuff up. Yeah. She's like, nope, he is very grounded because lots of kids whose, you know, parents have put them in foster care have had to grow up, is Mm -hmm. basically what she says. Yep. So, Roger finally comes home, and Knox talks to him a little bit and is like, okay, we'll come to the game tomorrow, sit by the dugout, and we'll figure that out. Yeah. He's like, okay, but JP has to come too. Yeah, because he's always looking out for him. Yeah. They're best friends. Nox and I like, mean, fine. <laughs> he recognizes, like, I got a little pull here. Yeah. Like, okay, but JP's coming. He's like, all right, whatever. As long as we keep winning, I don't care. So then we're at a baseball game. Hooray. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> but more people are coming, which is exciting. Yeah, because they won one game. But also, 
Fairweather fans. I see you. Yep. I see you, Fairweather. You're supposed to be there all the time. For all his faults, this cranky guy that Roger talks to is at every game. So, you know, the guy who's like, who Al sits on Al. Oh, the guy with the big neck who doesn't wear enough of a shirt. Yeah, he's always yeah. wearing tank tops. Yeah. He's at every game. He is. He doesn't have anything else to do. Well, that's fair. But how does he not have a sunburn? He's a season, <laughs> season pass yeah. ticket holder. Not like these other people who are like, oh, the Angels are winning now. I guess I'll go. Right. Yeah, he's committed. All I'm saying is you gotta stick by your team. Exactly. So they're at the game. David has been put in charge of getting the kids whatever they want, making sure they're happy. Yeah, David, the media liaison guy. Yes. Yeah. He hates this job. He does. <laughs> Absolutely thrilled to do what he's doing. Uh, And the kids really give him good reason to hate the job. Yeah. I mean, JP just squirts a bunch of mustard on him. And then spills a soda in his lap. Uh, well, not even spill, just pours it in his lap because he's yeah. like, how do I get mustard out of linen? Oh, club soda. And JP's like, I got a soda. Mm-hmm. Dumps the whole thing in his lap. Yep. So while he's gone is when Al shows up again. Right. Says, hey, I left in a hurry the other day. I forgot to tell you that there are some rules. Oops. Angels are so flighty. (laughs) (laughs) So he explains. He says, rule number one, don't tell anybody about us. I know you already told your friend. You already told the manager. Yeah. But don't tell anybody else. Yeah. Because angels don't like recognition. Yeah. We just want to do what we do. And if, if the word gets out that you're telling everybody, they won't show up. Right. Rule number two, just kidding, he leaves again. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. I mean, he sort of, he leaves because JP and David come back. Yeah. But also he explained earlier that no one can see him, but so he could have stuck around and been like, there are some other Yeah, there's rules. some other places he could have stood. You should also, fine. yeah. Yeah. Whatever. But so Roger's like, tells George, hey, I just saw an angel again. Mm-hmm. George says, you're spiritually hallucinating. Yes. <laughs> He's like, I thought you were a good luck charm, not, yeah. not somebody who spiritually hallucinates. Roger's like, He's I like, don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah. Because he's 10. Yeah. But Knox is like, I just, I just don't want to hear about it. I can't. I have a whole baseball team to manage. I can't come over here every time you think you see something or you see something or whatever. Right. And he's like, yeah, but you you got to know that something's going on because you're the manager and you should know that there are angels here and they're here to help. And he's just like freaking out. And Knox is like, okay, okay, all right. Jesus Christ. Calm down. So he tells him, come up with a symbol or a signal. Yeah. This is in baseball, baseball. We have signals. Yeah. Come up with a signal. And as we all know, Roger starts flapping his arms. Yes. He says, okay, I'll do this. Yeah. And he's like, all right, whatever. Sure. You look crazy, but that's fine. Yeah. Roger also says, maybe you should stop swearing because I feel like the angels probably don't like that. Yeah. And you can just see George Knox's soul leave through his body. It is so funny. Like, I feel like he deserves an Oscar- for how much pain he managed to communicate just through the look in his eyes yes. in this, like, three seconds. Like, yes. it's hilarious. It's so good. But he does tell yep. the team to yep. cut back on swearing. Yep. And he goes back there. He's like, listen, cut down on the profanity. And they're all like, what? Somebody in the dugout's like, well, that's half of what we say. <laughs> that eliminates most speech for the majority of the team. That eliminates all speech, I think he says. Yeah. So it's yeah, a nice are, quiet dugout now. What the fuck are we going to talk about? So but it works because an angel shows up. Yeah, a really hot angel. Yeah. Lady angel. Uh, lady angel. She is rubbing Danny Hemmerling, played by Adrian Brody's Adrian Brody, Adrian Brody, Adrian Brody, Adrian Brody. He's getting a <laughs> massage from a hot lady angel. Yeah. So he, Roger does the flappy thing. Mm-hmm. Knox comes over. Roger's like, look, there's an angel with Hemmerling. Mm-hmm. Gotta put him in. Yeah. Gotta let him try to hit. You gotta let him. And Knox is like, literally my best hitter mm-hmm. is on deck 
Yeah. You want me to take him out and put Hammerling, who cannot hit at all, uh huh, in. And yeah. he's like, yes. Yes. That's exactly what I want. Because I saw an angel. I feel like... Go for it. If they hadn't been losing so much, this would be less believable that he would listen to him. Yeah, because, I mean, he literally, when he's walking away, he's like, I'm not doing that, you're crazy. Yeah. And then he walks away and he says, what am I going to do, fall out of last place? Right. He's it's got like, nothing to lose. Yeah, what's the point? Like, they're you may already... as well try whatever you can. Yeah, they're yeah. the worst team. What does he care? Yeah. So he's like, all right, you know what? <sighs> I don't care. So he does it. What is, there's somebody in the audience that yells something? It's the guy. It's the dude with the big neck in the tank shop. Yeah. Who yells, Hamelin for Mitchell! Go back to Cincinnati! And I think I said that at the top. You because did. that line just is I in just my brain all the time. I wanted to hear you say it again, because it's funny. Thank you. Yeah, so he... Hammerling does strike twice. Yeah. And then on the th- third try, mm-hmm. he makes contact. It's not a great hit. No. But he makes contact because an angel shows up. Yes. Grabs the ball as it's hurtling towards yeah. home plate and slows it down so that it's just hovering right in front of him. Uh-huh. And then he's like, I guess I'll hit it. Boop. And he Smacks still it. doesn't hit it very well. It. Yes. <laughs> but he hits it. It's in yeah. play. Yes. And it is just absolutely bouncing all over the field. Yeah, the angels are, like, grabbing the ball and, like, throwing it so that they can't get it and, like, making people run into each other yeah. and hiding the ball in somebody's head. And It's just a pure, like, joyful slapstick moment. Hijinks, yeah. That one song is playing. Uh-huh. I got the hippie hippie shakes. It's just so fun. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. And then he runs all the way home. Yeah, gets yeah. an in-the-park home run, and everybody's just like, what the fuck is going on? Ranch Wilder is yelling about it, berating his other commentator and his stats lady. Yeah, he's like, how many errors were that? I need to see the numbers. Yeah, he's just like, oh, I'm hanging out on the air here all by myself, and you guys don't support me, and they're like, fuck off. So this gives Knox a lot of faith in what roger is telling him yeah so he's like all right you're gonna be at all the games and david's gonna take care of you yes and david's like uh don't you remember that you're gonna fire me on friday yeah you're still doing that right yeah he's like no you bonded with the boys stick around he hates it you could just quit you could just quit david you don't have to be fired how's he gonna afford all those bow ties that's true so Knox is gonna give them a ride home Mm-hmm. after the game but jp can't ride in cars because he used to live in one and anytime he's in a car it gives him a tummy ache which is just really sweet and it hurts my feelings i know it's so sad so they drive the bus yeah which i'm like did somebody teach him like you have to have a license to drive a bus that big i know <laughs> but I he takes know. the team bus all the way yep to their house i was just like okay but when we get home we learned that miguel has been placed in a foster home which is a good thing yeah but jp and JP's really sad about it. Yeah, and Roger's a little sad. Roger's a little sad. But he understands that that's the goal. Yeah. Maggie seems so cranky. I guess it's because she's sad. And yeah. she doesn't want to admit it. Yeah. But she's just, she's kind of doing, obviously not to the extent, but she's kind of doing the mismention thing where she's like, that's just the reality of the situation. This is just yeah. a short-term care home. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, Yeah, she's like, okay. I'm only licensed for short-term care. Or yeah, he's been here for so long, you know, and Roger's like, it's all right. <laughs> It's okay. We'll see him again, maybe. But it's cute. And it's also cute because they're excited to see Miguel and they're like, we brought him a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah, because they got a whole bunch of Angels merch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and I just sweet. like how much over and over again you see Roger thinking about the other people in his yeah. life. Yeah. It's just really nice. And then when they're going to bed that night, 
JP tells Roger, he's like, I'm glad that you see the angels. Yeah. That's really sweet. He's like yeah. happy for him. You know, and they talk about, you know, hoping that they get to have a family again. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So we see they're at a game and we see that there's an angel standing with Mel Clark. Mm-hmm. The pitcher who hasn't played in a long time. Yes. And so Roger calls Knox over and he's like, I see an angel. And he's like, the game hasn't even started. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but he sh- she's standing over there with Mel Clark. So you got to put him in. Right. And he's like, well, I'm not going to do that. He's like, I can't do that. He's not even on the active roster. Right. Technically. He's not even eligible to play right now because he's still on the injured list. He's like, listen, if you want to win, you'll put in Mel Clark. He's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I guess he edits the roster last minute. Ranch Wilder says something about how you can do that as long as the first pitch hasn't been thrown. Yeah, it's just he's never seen it happen this close to a game. So, But that's what them rules is for, you know? You that's can do it for. up till the deadline. Yep. So, yeah, the, he starts Mel Clark, starting pitcher. Mm-hmm. And we see a little angel come down. Yeah. To help him pitch. Yeah. It's a little fat blonde angel that should have been Chris Farley. Should have been that's Chris fine. Farley. <laughs> it's okay. Chris Farley was too big for this movie. <laughs> to float around. Oh, you mean. Star-wise. Status-wise. Too famous. Too famous. Yeah. Not too big. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this angel is a big. They can get Trisket Mesmer in there. True. And he throws just an absolute. Yeah. Shut out. Yeah. No hitter. Yeah. Yeah. He does great. This is where baseball fan Meatwitch takes over and is like, I cannot see them, you know, letting, putting Mel Clark in yeah. and letting him throw the entire game when he's fresh off the injured list like that. Even though, I mean, he's doing really well. Right. Like he throws, you know, it's a shutout game. But I don't know. I mean, I guess he's got an angel on his side. So, you know, if Knox was like, well, we'll put him in there until he starts to suck and then take right. him out. And he just, he just kept going, kept going. Yeah. Even still, you want to protect your pitcher's arms. I don't know that he cares about him. He does not as a person. <laughs> yeah. But if he's going to include him as a starter, you know, you don't want him to Yeah, I guess that's break true. Even more. But everyone in the audience is excited. As the movie goes on, you see like, you know, the stands fill up more and more. Yeah. So there's a bunch of happy people. Yeah. Watching and even David is getting into it. I know. This is what happens with baseball. Either you're born into being a fan or you watch so much of it that you're like, I guess I like it now. It hasn't happened to me yet. I haven't made you watch I guess that much we, baseball. We didn't live together long enough. No. But I've gotten quite a few boyfriends into baseball <laughs> against their will because it was either watch baseball with me or don't hang out. Yeah, that's fair. So, yeah. So then we've got this post-game interview in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And George kind of talks out his ass for a minute about... Yeah, he's like, I've always had faith in Mel. He's always been yeah. a star athlete. Right, which is not true. But he does say, you know, why are you talking to me? Talk to the star of the game and turns yeah. the spotlight over to him, which yeah. is nice. He's not taking the credit for it, you know, because, I mean, it makes sense. You don't want to say in an interview, like, well, I thought he was shit, but a small child told me that he was going to be good this time because angels. So, you know, he's I mean, he's got to give the baseball manager, which is, you know, it just I had yeah. a feeling you got to have faith, whatever. Right. And, um. The next scene is so cute. It's so friggin' cute. Because he, he's taking is, them home. This and... scene is when this movie won me over. Yes. Because up until now, I'm like, okay, it's fine. It's a baseball movie. Yeah. You can kind of tell where it's going. Sure. You know. But it this is... scene is just so cute. I know. It's a little bit... I don't want to say unnecessary. It's a little bit superfluous, yeah. I guess. But it, yeah, it's just so cute. Because Knox tells Roger and JP, I owe you guys so much. 
Yes. I'll do anything you want. Yeah, you can have anything. What do you want? Yeah. And they're like, anything? <laughs> and then the next scene, we see George Knox pitching to, like, 12 little kids yeah. in this dirt lot in their neighborhood. And he's having a good time. Yeah, he's great. Which is awesome, because earlier he said he hated kids. Right, and he's just, like, gradually yeah, getting he's... to, like, kids. Yep, having a good time. Um, just being super sweet and encouraging. There's this one little boy named Marvin. <laughs> he's so small. He's so small. And, and he, he's like, like I've never up. played ball ever. Right. But he's like, all right, Marvin, just do exactly what I say mm-hmm. and you'll be okay. So he like throws him a pitch and he's like, swing now. And he hits it. You know? Yeah. And they're like, run to first. And then he's on base. And again, he says, do exactly what I say. Uh-huh. And then so the next person hits the ball and he says, okay, Marvin, run home. <laughs> <laughs> and he just... He runs to his house. He runs to his house the whole time going, run home, run home, run home, run home. <laughs> and George is like, where's he going? <laughs> Roger's like, you told him to run home. So he did. So he did. So the Angels are winning now. Yeah, they're doing great. You know, There's more baseball. Yeah, Knox is starting to believe. He looks over at Roger and makes the angel signal that they have come up with. And Roger's like, yeah, there was an angel, you know. Yeah, That's totally yeah. cool. Um, there's this really cute scene where George Knox is yelling at an umpire and he's starting to just like, You've got to be, you know, the worst ump I've ever seen. That was such a... And Al just, like, slides in and is, like, taking over yeah, a little bit. Yeah, he's kind of speaking for him. Yes, and just telling him, like, a masterful execution of what had to be a difficult decision. Yes. Oh, have a nice day. And just, like, turns <laughs> it around and, like, off. talks him down. So they're just... And I think there's... This is where we see the scene where they're also, like, fucking with the other players, you know. Yeah, like, messing, makes... messing up the other team, too, so that they're forcing errors and stuff. Yeah. That's a sports term. Yes. The angels are forcing errors. <laughs> good job. Thank you. And then we see a couple of scenes where the angels do something good, and Knox looks over to Roger to be like, yeah, an angel. And Roger's like, nope. Nope. They're just getting better at baseball. They're just, wow, they're working together as a team and yeah, practicing. It's incredible. There are a couple little moments where you see, like, Knox be encouraging mm-hmm. rather than discouraging, which I think was his MO before. Yeah. And now that he feels like they're doing okay he is more positive and that is making them believe in themselves yeah so they're doing better just on their own without any supernatural help whatsoever yeah and I mean, Knox is being like you can do it exactly and yeah. they're working together you mm-hmm. know they're behaving as a team they're actually like hanging out you know they like each other yeah it's nice everybody's coming together so roger gets home and maggie tells him that he has to go to court and it's the day that the Angels are supposed to... They're playing for the pennant, right? It's not that game. It's not, like, the game. No, but it's, like, the second to last game. It is in the division series. Right, yeah. So yeah. it's kind of important. Yeah. Like, if they won that game, they would win that series. But if they lost, it's still okay. Yeah. Right. So Roger has to go to court during a game. Can't help it. Mm-hmm. He's like, okay, I'll go to court and then I'll try to make it before the end of the game, but... Yeah. Turns out he doesn't make it, but JP tries really hard to see angels. Yes. And he just can't. He can't do it, and he's sorry about it. And but he's... honestly, Knox is like, okay. He, yeah, he's like, it's fine, you know? It's a, You tried. Yeah, you and I feel best. like at this point, too, he's like, we've already achieved so much, you know? Like, if we win the pennant, that would be tight, but, like, look how far we've come. We're, like, the first yeah. in our division or whatever. You yeah. Know? We definitely have a chance next year, you yeah. know? Because we've got this, like, motivation and, like, the belief that we can do it. Yeah. yeah. 
So then we see Roger at court. Mm-hmm. Where he finds out that his dad has, like, signed all the paperwork and has given him up entirely. Yeah. The scene is so shitty. It is. Because he walks in and he's like, Dad, I didn't know you were going to be here. Did you see that the angels are in the finals or whatever it's called? And his dad's just like, sorry, kid. Yep. Ruffles his hair and leaves. Yeah. Just like, so detached. I know. Roger's like, didn't you hear what I said? He doesn't even answer him. No. He's not even like, I don't care. He just ignores him. Yeah. I mean, he... We get the a little bit of a scene before Roger shows up where the judge is like, "Do you are you aware of what you're doing?" And he's like, "Yeah, I'm not proud of it, but it can't be helped." Yeah. So he feels bad. Does he? I, I don't guess. think he does. I think he's just like, "I just need out of this responsibility." Bye. Yeah. Yeah, you could try a lot harder. Yeah. Roger's dad. God, I don't think we even know what his name is. Don't care. And then he leaves and, you know, I hope he crashes his motorcycle. Me fucking too, man. And then we find out that the angels lost their game. And JP is crying so hard because he tried. He's crying. And he couldn't do it. He's so sad. The scene is like, his face is so wet. I know. And his <laughs> eyes are so tiny. And he's just like, I tried. He's like, I tried to see angels and I can't. And George Knox is like, it's fine, dude. It's okay. It's just a game. Yeah. Please stop crying. You're getting snot everywhere. Like, yeah. And then, but he says, you know, maybe, maybe we can't win without the angels. Yeah. That's Maybe okay. I'm not a good manager. Yeah. And while they're talking about it, Ranch Wilder overhears. Because he's just standing around being a creepy yeah, shit. Just whatever he does. And he comes over and talks to this little kid all alone on his little chair. Yeah. And is like, what's this I hear about angels? Are you saying there are real angels helping the team? Uh-huh. And JP's like, well, I can't see him, but Roger can. And Ranch Wilder sees this chance to get revenge on george knox and is like interesting i don't understand his motivation like he's the one who injured knox right knox doesn't like him right but i don't know why he like i don't know maybe he just injured knox because he didn't like him oh they like they already hated each other yeah pre-beef yeah because if he did it on purpose then he would have had to have a reason i guess but Uh, he sucks yeah he does just suck he's mean to everybody he knows but anyway jp tells him because JP doesn't realize the rule of you're not supposed to tell anyone. Right. And that's okay. I mean, he's like six years old. Yeah. He's, how's he supposed to know better? He doesn't even see the angels, so he's just like, I don't know. There is a little bit of, you know, JP's character doesn't like strangers, mm-hmm. but he talks to David a lot, he talks even to from David. the beginning, and then he yeah. openly talks to Ranch Wilder. Right. So, I don't know. I feel like... They either shouldn't have put that in there to begin with, or they mm-hmm. should have stuck with it. You yeah. know, the writers. Yeah, it is weird that they kind of drop it off as soon as, I mean... As soon as, yeah, I Roger guess, meets Knox. Yeah. It doesn't come up again. No. The only thing I guess you could explain it away is is that he's just getting more comfortable in being, general. Being around adults. Yeah. Because, yeah, you know, he talks to George Knox, and he's like, oh, he speaks, and then yeah. he's like, oh, but... You know, maybe maybe that's him like getting better at talking to strangers. But it does feel weird. It feels like they could have taken it out and just not had it been a thing. Because, yeah, it doesn't really come up again. Yeah. So, Knox gives JP a ride home where he, you know, sees Maggie and Roger and is like, oh, you know, we lost, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. And Roger's like, I don't even care about stupid baseball. Mm-hmm. And they're all sitting in the car together. Yeah. And Knox is like, 
it's okay, dude. It really is just baseball, and you're having a bad day, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, like, I'm not mad. Right. And Roger's like, you know, what do you care? You don't know anything about what I'm going through. Yeah. And Knox explains, like, I kind of do a little bit, you know. Yeah, like, like my, my dad, dad was never around. Yeah, he was never around. He couldn't take care of himself, so taking care of me and my brothers was never, like, an option. So, yeah. you know, yes, yeah, I understand what it's like to have your parents let you down, but... You can't go through life thinking everyone you meet will one day let you down. Or you'll you end do, up like me. Yeah, you'll end up like me. Yeah. And then he's like, anyway, I'm I'm going to go inside. And they're like, well, I thought you had somewhere to be. And he's like, I do. Right here. <laughs> and it's like, like, oh, he's giving up his responsibilities to hang out with these kids. Yeah. It's cute. And then it shows them making meatloaf together. And I guess he just memorized this meatloaf recipe. Also, meatloaf is, you just wing it. It's fine. Yeah. You just gotta feeling. get, yeah, the texture right. And you're I like, see. that's cool. Okay. Roger so. is still being a cranky little bitch. <laughs> but it's understandable. He's allowed to be. His dad just straight up told him he didn't want him anymore. I know. I mean, he, it's reasonable. Yeah. But he is being a cranky little bitch. He is. He really <laughs> is. But they're you know talking about god and angels and roger says he doesn't believe in god and knox says i can't believe you would say that the kid who sees angels yeah he's like i don't believe in angels either right but you have seen them more than you've seen your dad probably yeah you're being that's, unreasonable that's very true <laughs> but he's doing a, it shows knox is doing a really good job of being understanding because jp's like roger how can you say that and right. knox is like hey it's okay he's had a hard day you know yeah. it's just cut him some slack it's just very sweet that they're he's getting better at talking to children right even though He's a cranky old man who doesn't like kids. Exactly. So the next morning, there's a newspaper article about how Knox is cheating. I don't know if it's... Because I couldn't figure out, yeah, why there would be an article about it at all. So I guess Ranch went to the newspaper. The newspaper. Yeah, and was like, Knox thinks there are angels helping. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why they would not put that in a newspaper. No. I no mean, one would care. Maybe a tiny article on this in the sports page, but it wouldn't be this like oh no scandal. Sort of thing. Yeah, baseball players are some of the most superstitious people. Yeah, on we the talked planet. about that at the beginning. They don't change their socks. Right. <laughs> this Literally, is, this is my lucky piece of lint. Yeah, yeah. I mean, truly, like for one of the dudes on the Dodgers at one point was just like during a game was like we need we need to rally something we need something to rally around he looked around he saw a banana and he was like this this is the rally banana we are going to use this to and then they won and so then he was like he got a banana suit he's just like about bananas for the rest of the season all he's right like, that banana helped us win yeah sure yeah so for i don't... george knox to say yeah yeah this little kid that i know thinks he sees angels i think we're doing great you know it's yeah. not like I mean of, I guess if anything if they put it in the paper it would be as like a wholesome exactly thing it wouldn't be this right. scandalous like George Knox has lost his mind like of right. course he has he's been throwing shit yeah for a year he's not well I mean I would understand <laughs> a little bit of misgiving because he's making crazy decisions like pulling Mel Clark off the but he hasn't list. made a bad decision yet exactly if they were winning. And yeah. then he was like, this little kid tells me what to do because he sees angels. And then they started losing. Everybody would right. understandably be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yes. But that's they not what happened. They were losing and now they're winning. So I don't know. There maybe if they'd included more of the article where they'd be like, is angels a code word for steroids? Is something right. else going on yeah. under the surface? But Does that this wasn't... kid know things that pe other people don't? Yeah. 
but that wasn't the issue exactly literally the article is george knox believes that angels are helping his team which i bet you a lot of people believe that yeah they just don't say it out loud right so he he, yeah he meets with the owner of the team and the owner's like either i'm firing you right or you're having a press conference where you're saying that this isn't true yeah it's like why again i feel like this part is less believable yes than there being actual angels absolutely the owner does not give a shit no what the manager does to win as long as he's winning as long as it's legal and even then sometimes not but he's like i don't think he would even be this involved but especially not to say like hey knock it off yeah because again they are winning Right. And not just like, oh, they're doing okay. They are just, yeah, I they're mean, first in the, yeah, they're the about ranks. to win the division or whatever. Yeah, for the first time in how long? From a team that he at the beginning was like, you can't win with this team. Yeah. You know, quit trying so hard. So what What the fuck is everyone's problem? I don't know. But they call a, p- a press conference where yes. Knox is planning, I guess, to denounce the angel theory i think so because we see him he's going through all his baseball stuff and yeah. you know that he loves baseball so much that right. you know he doesn't want to leave his job he does, yeah he doesn't want to he doesn't want to quit he doesn't want to get fired but right he gets up on the podium and he's like you know what i brought a statement but never mind yeah well because he sees roger and jp walk into the room yeah and so he's like no you gotta have faith yeah he's like it's fine like i just yeah that's not a big deal. No. Basically is what he says. He's just, yeah. He doesn't straight up say, this child sees angels and I listen to him. No. Tell me what calls to make. But he's like, there's he nothing says, wrong with believing in something. Our team has gotten better. Yeah. You know, things happen all the time in baseball where somebody was bad and then they hit a hot streak. Nobody ever questions that. Our team has gotten better. I don't know if it's because of me or because of them or because of all of it or because someone is watching out for us. Yeah. All I know is we've gotten better. And who am I to deny that? Right. It's the most, like... Reasonable. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. So Ranch Wilder has to be a fucking asshole. Right. In the back of the room Mm -hmm. and yell, oh, so you believe angels are in the outfield? (laughs) Right. Yes. (laughs) Helping you win? Yeah. This is what he sounds like. Is that what he sounds like? Yeah. (laughs) With a bigger chin. If I had a bigger chin, I could do it. (laughs) But so before Knox can answer, Maggie stands up and is just like, basically, why are we even saying this you know she's like i'm gonna speak on his behalf because if he said something you would just laugh if roger said something you would just laugh at him right but she's like what is the difference between like a football player yeah kneeling after a touchdown right tim tebow thanking god after literally everything he does right a pitcher crossing himself before starting a game yeah like who cares yeah she she tries the speech is very incoherent yeah it's kind of all over the place i mean at the beginning it's good and it's solid she's like you know it's okay to thank god or to pray to god but you know now you're saying angels are silly i thought they were on the same team yeah (laughs) that's cute yeah and then she's like foster kids just want love yeah like where are we going okay (laughs) which is an angel they need an angel foster kids are just looking for someone to look out for them uh, all right and then she okay. says an angel's footprint is love what <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even catch that yeah what what does that mean okay but basically what she's saying is you gotta have faith right and then mel clark stands up and he's like i don't know if angels are real but i do know that i'm only gonna play for Knox. yes and everybody else stands up and is like yeah me too me too i will only play for one person and that's george Knox." and they all stand up and they agree with him and then the owner is like, well, <laughs> what am I going to do, fire the whole team? 
Yeah, right. My winning team. Yeah, so he stands up and he's like, this team is only managed by George Knox. Mm-hmm. And if there are angels, I hope they're on our side. They obviously are. <sighs> Man. You're trying to get rid of them, though. Just be appreciative. <sighs> then the movie takes a dark turn, and it turns out that the owner is actually Satan. <laughs> And he's fucking pissed. And he's in his office. He took his hat off. And then you could see his horns finally. Yeah, horns. <laughs> no. Actually, we're on to the pennant game. Yeah! Playing baseball at night, which is my favorite thing. Uh, Roger and JP have their own little uniforms, which is cute. Yep. They're in the dugout. Everyone in the audience is wearing little angel wings, which is cute. Yes. Or little sparkly halos. Yes. The stadium is packed. Yep. Knox gives them the best pep talk. <laughs> it is pretty generic but it's you know it's, yeah it's delightful because it he's the like moment. i didn't believe in you guys but you gave me something to believe in yeah um, you know i'm here because of you guys right let's go out there and crush them they're yes. like yeah and mel clark is starting yep which is awesome and then there's a lot of baseball there's a lot of baseball it's a lot of happens. baseball for me yeah yeah if you're not into baseball this part can it I, drags. I can see how it would drag a little bit drags a bit mm-hmm. because it's just it's watching just actual baseball if mel clark is going to be good at pitching Basically. And the answer is no. Yeah, he's not doing so hot, but the Angels are doing really well defensively. Keep getting him out of the hole. Right. Yeah, it's, Mitchell yeah. hits a home run, ties Mitchell the game up. hits a home run because Knox is like, Mitchell, you can do it. Yeah, looks him in the eyeballs. Yeah, it's really sweet. I believe in you. But Mel Clark's getting tired. So Al shows up. He's going to give up some runs. And explains, well, it's a championship game. Yeah. So the Angels, you know, you got to play fair. Yep, champions have to be won on their own. That was a rule I should have explained to you at any point. Forever ago. Right. So he's like, well, what are you doing here in the dugout, if not to, to tell me that the angels are coming? Helpful. Well, and it turns out that he's got to drop some news. Some yeah. news that feels very irrelevant. Irrelevant, unnecessary, and too heavy for this child who is already very stressed about the outcome of this baseball game. Too heavy for this movie. Too heavy for this movie. He explains, I just came here to check on Mel Clark. Because he's going to die in six months. Because he's, got he's been smoking too lung much. lung cancer and he doesn't even know he it. He has no idea, but he's only got six months to live. Smoking is bad, kids. Bye. Just remember that. <laughs> just Also remember, we expect great things from you, Roger, and we'll always be watching, even if you can't see us. Creepy. Bye. That's just threatening. Yeah. We know when you're going to die. Yeah. And no one will tell you. We're not going to tell you. I'll tell someone else about it, though. Good luck. Don't worry about it. Yeah, good luck. Poof. He's gone. And then Roger's just like, okay, guess I'll... So so the angels aren't coming. We're not doing well. Mel's gonna die soon. Keep that information to my 10-year-old self. Right? What do you do with that? Who wrote this movie? Because especially at this point, if Roger said, hey, the angel just showed up and said Mel Clark was gonna die, everyone would believe him. Yeah. So he just has to... Keep that information. I would tell. Yeah, I might too. I would at least tell the coach, you know, and be like, I don't know what to do with this information. Yeah. Should we do something? We should tell Mel Clark. Yeah. Someone should let him know. Maybe not me, but somebody should. It's it's entirely necessary because it doesn't affect anything that happens anyway. No, in the rest of the movie. Like, there's just no reason for it to be in the movie. No. The important information is that the real angels are not coming to right. help bail the angels out of yes. the game because they can't. We could have just left it at that. You know, Al could have just showed up and said, I'm just here to let you know that we're not coming, but it's been fun and I hope things work out for you. And we'll always, you know, if you need anything else, 
you you know don't hesitate to pray whatever (laughs) (laughs) don't hesitate to ask someone else yeah but there's no reason to tell him that Melkor is gonna die no it's so unnecessary they now have roger now has this new motivation for helping the angels win because okay he knows that it's not gonna help him and his dad get back together but now he's like well we gotta do it for mel because this is literally his last no he still wants the angels to win he wanted the angels to win before his family was on the line right you know like he was already a fan i know and he's he has a relationship with all these people now. It's true. That's anyway. That's the only thing. That's I guess it's the only thing. It gives it weight outside of just them winning because it's Mel Clark's last season. I still don't. Care. I'm not saying it's yeah. I still correct. think it's terrible writing. It's the only reason I could think that they would put this in there. It doesn't need to be. We already all of us want the Angels to win. Yeah. Just because. Well, yeah, because it's a sports movie, and you're watching it hoping that the sports team wins. Right. That's why we're here. So, it's entirely unnecessary and too heavy. But. So, it's the fine. game is tied. I think the angels are ahead. Oh, yeah. By one. Right. The, yeah, the angels are ahead by one. But Clark is getting very tired. He's very visibly sweaty. Incredibly sweaty. Yeah. And he really, again, switched my hat from... I love this movie, Meat Wedge, too. I love baseball, Meat Wedge. Yes. 156 pitches? He, yeah. His arm is going to fall off. Yeah. They don't usually let... I mean, unless they're doing really, really, really well, but even then, you wouldn't have reached 156 pitch count. They don't yeah. usually let major league pitchers go over 100 anymore. Right, yeah. This is too much for them. Yeah, there's no reason. And there's no reason. They have so many other pitchers. They've, yeah. They've they got keep showing the other pitcher who relief is pitchers. warmed up and ready to go. Yeah. And yeah. then there's this tension of like, oh, the bullpen is ready to go. Yeah. Any minute, Ranch Wilder's like, put that guy in. Mel Clark is flagging. You know, like, come mm-hmm. on. But he doesn't want to do it because he wants to give Mel Clark this win. But also he's going to blow the whole pennant. <laughs> if he doesn't, he doesn't yeah. take Mel Clark out. So anyway. a big gross guy comes up to the mound. Mm-hmm. He kind of looks like Big Lot's Kurt Russell. He does. Like, he has, like, the handlebar mustache that he has in Big Trouble in Little China. Uh-huh. The same kind of face. Yeah. Big, big dude. Big scar. He's big scary looking. He is... He, yeah, he's the baseball version of Kurt Russell. Yes. He's Kurt Baseball. Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. He's up there. Big bad dude. Got a tattoo that says hit or die with a snake wrapped around a baseball i think yeah and he spits a bunch of tobacco but gross disgusting so it all comes down to this they basically set it up it's a full count there's literally they're one strike away yeah from winning from winning yeah and they keep you know saying is an angel gonna come you know everybody's looking for one right roger's like but roger keeps telling jp i don't i don't think so man i don't think they're coming because he knows but i think maybe even he can't fully say no one is coming to help us you know yeah just we're all resting on mel clark's shoulders here right so Knox goes out to the mound everybody's like thank god they're finally gonna take him out you know and even even mel clark says you gotta take me out you know i I got nothing left i'm just laughing at our notes here yeah your note says this is literally so stressful and i wrote god this is just baseball now and i'm so bored (laughs) (laughs) it's true i was sitting there like this game is fake I know how it ends. I'm still stressed out because it's a full count in the ninth. Like, I'm 
And I'm like, can we just get going? (sighs) Just do the thing. Like, we know what has to happen. Roger has to lie. Tell him that there's an angel with him so that he feels empowered. And then we can win the game. I know. And we can all go home. I'm still stressed. So, anyway. (laughs) Not to speed you up. It's fine. I feel like we're at baseball speed. We are. This is actually... (laughs) For baseball, this scene moves very fast. But so, yeah, Knox goes out there. He says, you know, I'm not going to take you out. You got one more strike left. And then he looks back at Roger and Roger gives him the signal. And he says, yep. you got an an- you got an angel with you right now. Right. And he's like, oh, really? And he's like, you must be. There's the signal. Mm-hmm. And then everybody in the stadium starts doing the signal. The angel wings flapping. The angel wings flapping. Yeah. Everybody on the team, like the whole dugout comes out and does it. Yep. Everybody in the stands. The Everybody in the owner's VIP yeah. booth. <laughs> Everybody except Ranch Wilder in yeah. the commentator's booth. Everybody on the field. So he's just like, all right. Gotta do it. It all comes down to me throwing this ball. Okay. Yep. <laughs> so then he does it. But then the guy hits it. But then Mel Clark catches it. And yeah. he's out. And they won. Yeah. Who saw that coming? Not me. Not anybody. Incredible. I mean, I did expect him to throw a strike. But I kind of liked that they chose that he hit it, but he still he's still the one that saved the game by catching it. Yeah. 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 He did it. Yeah. And then Ranch Wilder gets fired because why not? (laughs) Was his dick. Well, because he the owner is listening to the commentary. Yeah. And Ranch was just talking about how stupid George Knox is like on air. It's true. And the owner goes in and is like, "Okay, you're fired. But he's also right. (laughs) Like in this moment, Ranch yeah, but that's Wilder's not saying, his job. This is not smart baseball. Yeah, is it? Is that what commentators do? Oh sure. Yeah. I mean, you don't really want to hate on the your, manager of the team that you right, commentate for. Team, like, yeah. you're part of the team, but they hate each other. So I think he's just done with Ranch Wilder shit. Fair. And he's like, "You're fired." So everybody's excited. They won. Yay! Mel Clark got to win a game before his untimely death that yep. no one could have seen coming. No. So then they get home. Uh-huh. George gives everyone a ride home still, even though he's the manager of this baseball team. You know, like, he doesn't have anything else to do. It's very right. cute. They j- Yeah, he doesn't have, like, well, they probably stayed for all the interviews and the, yeah. you know, whatever. And then he's like, all right, now I'll take you home. Right. So they get home and Maggie is like, hey, congrats. Also, somebody called your social worker about putting, like, getting you in for adoption. Mm-hmm. And JP is like, sad. I know, he runs off. First Miguel, now his best friend. Yeah. And then Roger is like, oh no, I don't want to leave. You know, like. Yeah. A whole new wanna, thing. Like, yeah, I gotta move meet somebody again. new. Yeah. I gotta, who knows if it'll work out. And But then Knox sits down and is like, all right, buddy. It was me. I called social services. I want to be your dad. It's really sweet that he doesn't say, I'm going to adopt you. He says, I'm going to try to be your dad. I know. Which I think was really good writing. Like, just it being worded that way does mean more than just being like, yeah, I want to try and be your dad. Yeah. Yeah. Because they, you know, to sort of confess in that way that he is also having a little bit of, like, anxiety about it. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Right. I'm not trying to sweep in and save you, but, like, I at least want to give it a shot. Yeah. Let me try to be your dad. Yeah. It's It's very cute. And then Roger's like excited mm-hmm. and hugs him and then he says, But wait, I can't I can't do it. I can't go. I can't leave JP. I know. 
Jesus, I could never leave JP. He's coming too. <laughs> it's very cute. Yes, and so they all get to be a family. It's Ethan kind of says, like, the end of the little princess. Yeah. The way the dad comes back and gets Sarah, and Drew's like, okay, but what about Becky? And he's like, yeah, Becky too. Sure, fuck, fuck it. it. <laughs> two for the price of one. I had no kids, and now I have two kids. Yep. Whatever. May as well. They'll keep each other busy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and JP's so cute. How could you leave him behind? Right. So sweet. Yeah. Except to David. <laughs> Except to David. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> anyway. That's it. That's the end. That's the end. They're a family now. That's Except, well, the very end is Al, yeah. Christopher Lloyd Angel, uh-huh. coming through the screen, being like, we're always watching. Yeah. <laughs> Flies off, and cool. you're like, okay. Okay, thank you for Please that. Please don't. <laughs> um, terrifying reminder. Yeah. Christopher Lloyd. All right. The end. Bum, bum, bum. They won. I don't really feel like I need to ask you if this is a replay <laughs> or a rewind. Well, considering that I watched it for me and then watched it with you. Yeah. The next day. <laughs> right. I think it's uh, going to be a replay for you. I think so. Yeah. I can't think of another time that I would watch it again. Yeah. But I didn't dislike it. Right. I just, it's fine. If it were about a different sport. No. <laughs> I don't really care about sports movies. If it were about, what could it be about that you would be like intrigued about the bits? Well, maybe Airbud. I like that sport. Yeah, that's true. That's because dog, dog sport. In it. Yeah, is good. Sure. <laughs> I don't like basketball, and I love Airbud. <laughs> exactly. Did it make you cry? Um, it didn't make me cry, but I did tear up when they're both on the mound and everybody's doing the angel wings yeah. signal. It's, it's yeah. the whole stadium. Yeah, it's you very know, sweet. believes in Mel Clark. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it got me a little bit. I didn't full on cry. So it looks like, well, also to answer my own question, I did not cry. Yeah, I didn't think so. I don't have feelings. I know. After March. <laughs> yeah, they're all drained out. <laughs> Cannot cry another tear. Uh, so it looks like here the budget was $31 million. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of baseballs. <laughs> it's a lot of baseballs. And they made $50 million. Yeah, not right away. Yeah. It eventually grossed $50 million domestically, but... Um, Slow start. Yeah, I yeah. think it made $8 million in the first week. Oof. It really didn't do very well, and a lot of people don't like it. Um, it has a 33% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yikes. And, I mean, it just kind of was like... A lot of people thought it was too cheesy. Yeah. But, which... I mean, that's kind of what you're signing up for. I know. It's what do they want? Silly. More angels telling you that you're gonna die soon (laughs) right um so i do have roger ebert's review we've got ebert watch we need like a little thing (laughs) i don't know what sound does roger ebert make (laughs) (laughs) yes that's what he's (laughs) ebert watch (laughs) perfect (laughs) so he didn't necessarily get anything wrong he just kind of missed the whole point Oh yeah. Um, the end of his review, he he's promoting, he's recommending Little Big League over Angels in the Outfield. He okay. says Angels in the Outfield closely follows another movie about kids in baseball, Little Big League. Both are about how small boys control the destinies of major league teams. But while Little Big League is a smart movie about a kid who really understands baseball, Angels is a dumb movie about soppy sentimentality. The choice is clear. Wow, dumb is a strong word, Ebert. It's, yeah, and what? what implies that roger doesn't understand baseball 
Maybe he's mad because his name is also Roger. <laughs> and he's like, I would never. Like, it's not fair to say that Roger doesn't understand it. He, yeah. He, he loves the angels every game before yeah. they start getting good. Like, yeah, he's already there. So that made me cranky. And where he misses the point is he says, I have always had my doubts about any form of divine intervention in sports contests. The power of prayer may be remarkable in many other arenas, but why should God want my team to win instead of the other side? Isn't it insulting to request God to even take an interest in baseball? Angels, on the other hand, seem to represent less of a problem, maybe because they have murkier theological functions. What? The point is not that Roger necessarily wants the angels to win. Roger prays for a family. Yeah. That's his goal. Right, he doesn't so, care how it shows up. He so just... actually, God missed the point. Yeah. <laughs> because rather than just straight to it, yeah, making Roger's dad suck less, right? Is like actually, you know, it'd be easier for the angels to win. For the angels to win the pennant, <laughs> because I mean, that's just Roger's suggestion. Hey, God, I'd really like to have a family. Just as a side note, my dad says, yeah. That if the angels win, then we can be a family. So maybe through that, or maybe if my dad could just show up and be a dad without the angels winning like, the pennant. But because he's taking his father literally, he's just like, here's what he said. I don't right. know if you want to do something about it. And technically, the angels win the pennant, and because of it, Roger gets a family. That's true. That's not wrong. But Roger Ebert over here is like, why should God care about what baseball, baseball team wins? He doesn't care. He cares that Roger gets a family. Which is the whole point of this movie. Ebert's salty. Shut up. Yeah. That's really all I have. There's not a lot of information. Yeah, so we were talking about this. About it. Before we were on air. This movie isn't streaming anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) I tried to watch it on YouTube and it was in 240p. Right. (laughs) It's like, the quality is so bad I can't tell who is who. (laughs) So I had to wait and watch Meat Wedge's vhs copy yes we were literally saved by my (laughs) well-worn yes decades old vhs copy um but i think when older movies aren't accessible there's just less information about them on the Mm -hmm. internet yeah people are yeah they're not typing about it because they don't it's not at the forefront of their brains unless you love this movie yeah and you know what nobody likes baseball movies they're boring not nobody (laughs) (laughs) just kidding (laughs) I'm just picking on you. I know. Um, yeah, I mean, the the little bit that... I was going to go through and talk about the actors, but they're either people that didn't show up in other stuff, or it's Matthew McConaughey and Adrian Brody. Right. So, you know, some of the other dudes, uh, Taylor Negron, who played David, is just he's in some other stuff. None of yeah. them are super notable. He, he always plays the same type of character, too. Like, yeah. Like a, a side character that wears glasses and is a little snivelly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that face. Yeah. Um, Neil McDonough, who plays, I think that's how you say his last name, who plays Whit Bass, like the crazy blue-eyed pitcher. He's yeah. in a bunch of stuff. Does he just play? Like... No. <laughs> I I feel like I see him in a cop uniform. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm sure he's been he's been on something. Yeah. He's been in the army a couple times. Okay. He played the scarecrow in a super weird tv movie version of the wizard of oz oh he was the tin man that's weird rather um where zoe deschanel played dorothy oh why i don't know it wasn't very good i think it was called emerald or something like that yeah it wasn't very good yeah so he's in a bunch of stuff 
I think the most notable one where you're like, where have I seen that person before? Is uh, Brenda, who plays Maggie, is the pigeon lady in Home Alone 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, it's like, yeah, I know who that is. She's the best. <laughs> Tuppence a bag. Yeah. Tuppence. Tuppence. Tuppence a bag. <laughs> you know that one? Beautiful. I think she has the same hair in both movies, too. Yeah, like, she looks almost the same. The same. same yeah. yeah. She just... just put a really big sweater over her Maggie costume. Yeah. <laughs> put her in the snow. Yep. <laughs> um, The little kid who plays JP is in, like, two other things. And oh. quit acting. Wet Bass is in Minority Report. That's what I'm thinking. Of. Okay. He plays, like, Future Cop. Yeah. Sorry. I just, that was bothering me. That's fine. So there's there's a lot of big names in it, but a lot of people who were not yet big names. Right. Like we yeah. talked about before Matthew McConaughey had just done Dazed and Confused, but that was pretty much it. Yeah. Adrian Brody, same thing, where it's just like, he's gonna be huge. He is not yet. He almost doesn't even look like himself in this movie because he's know, so he's young. So small. Like he doesn't he's not as like angular yet, I guess. It's almost <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah. He still looks soft, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the biggest names are at the time Danny Glover and Tony Danza. And then, of course, right. Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yeah. Little baby. Yeah. The only other interesting thing that I did not know is that it's based on a 1951 movie. It's a remake. Oh. Um, Do they have baseball in 1951? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very fresh. It's called <laughs> Angels in the Outfield. It's a comedy. Mm-hmm. It's starring Paul Douglas, who I don't know, and Janet Lee, who I have heard of. But it's a story about a young woman reporter who blames the Pittsburgh Pirates losing streak on their abusive manager, and angels start telling her if the manager changes his ways, the Pittsburgh Pirates will start winning again. Oh. So she, she's a full-grown adult, and she's like, hey, quit being such a dick, because yeah. Angel said so. And he's like, okay, and then the Pirates win. Okay. Yeah. The Angels, the California Angels as a team did not exist yet. Oh. Which is why they did not right. use them. Yeah. So. I think I said at the top that uh, Disney, the Disney Corporation owned the Angels at this point. Yeah. They were not the main owner. They were like a minority owner, so they had some stock in the team, but they yeah. didn't actually buy the team until two years after this movie came oh, out. Oh, okay. Do they still own them? No. Oh. They they were just like, let's see if this publicity stunt works, and then they I gave up. so, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, they sold the team in 2006. But Walt Disney himself was actually on the original board of directors for the Angels when they started as a team. Oh. Which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Obviously, he did not see this movie. No. But that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, are you excited for baseball season to start? I am so excited. It started two days ago. Yeah. And I'm thrilled. The Dodgers are playing the Rockies tonight. Uh Uh-huh. We'll see how it goes. Go Dodgers. Yeah, I hope they win. If not... They have about 160 There's more chances. so much time <laughs> to make up for it. <laughs> There's just no stakes. The stakes are so low when the there's so low. many games. It's true. The stakes are low, but also, you know, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. So. That's why no one's running in baseball. <laughs> Don't have anywhere to be. <laughs> they gotta pace themselves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's well, true. if you need to find us, mm-hmm. you can do so. We are on instagram and tumblr at uh, replay rewind podcast we're on twitter at replay rewind pod you can also email us at replay rewind podcast at gmail.com you can hear us talk about not sports no for a while yeah stitcher google spotify apple podcasts if you can uh 
like, subscribe, follow, rate, whatever yeah, is available a... on whatever platform you're on. Yeah, definitely on iTunes. I know you can give a five-star rating and that really helps us out, which is nice. Yeah, and following us on Spotify helps us too. Mm-hmm. That's the best way that you can help out yeah, little podcasts or... like us. Yeah, just tell your friends. Yeah. Go on a road trip with one of your friends. Make them listen to an episode of this podcast in the car. Yeah. That's really the best way. Is that how I got you into the last podcast? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, here, we have a long way to go. Listen to these men talk. Yep. And now I am a fan. So it works. And yeah, you can now follow us on Patreon and get some extra stuff. Yeah, become an advanced cheese bag. Yes. Join the cheese army. <laughs> Such a terrible idea. That's, that's awful. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, you'll get some, you know, bonus content. You can come hang out with us on Discord. There's all kinds of cool stuff going on over there. We're excited to bring it to you. Just search Replay Rewind on Patreon. For $2 a month, you can get a sticker. You can get a shout out on the show. You can get early access to any merch that we will eventually have. Yeah, we got some fun ideas. Because we both love merch, so. That's true. It's going to happen. That's true. Do you know how many of my own band t-shirts I own? We're going to design shit just so I can wear it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then just incidentally, if you also want to wear it, yeah, I guess fine. you can, whatever. Don't make it weird. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's just the first tier, and then it goes up from there, and there's long episodes, short episodes, all kinds of cool stuff. So, go check it out. And in the meantime, stay fresh, cheese bags. Reduce, reuse, recycle, replay, rewind. Get a new daddy. Gonna get a new daddy. Get a new daddy. Sorry, that's a Why Does Kids You Know song that he sings to a bunch of, like, foster kids, I think. I don't okay. Know. Anyway, just go ahead and delete that. Yeah. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.